You've seen their TV shows. You've watched their webcasts. Now, Partigan and Stapes invite you to Poker in the Ears. Hello, my babies, and welcome to Poker in the Ears, formerly known as EPT Not Live. How long should I do that for? Uh, That's exactly what my question was going to be. How many episodes in until we stop the FKA? I think it is for as long as it's acceptable to say Happy New Year to someone. Well, well, when does that, that when does that end? Mid January, so we're two weeks over. Really? Yeah, you can't say I Happy think, New Year to people in February. I, th- I think it goes until March. I think it goes until March. Shorter month. It's not even a full month. February. I, I, I think it's acceptable to the end of February if you haven't seen someone. Okay. Okay. I, I, if I cared, I. I'd probably put my foot down, but I All don't. All right, this, this will be it. This will be it. Formerly known for the last time as EPT Not Live. Coming up on today's show, the Super Bowl. It happened. It sucked. Well, the ending did at least. I was a sports <laughs> fan for about six hours this year. Good times. Uh, Luckily, yes. I didn't see the game because obviously it's not in the middle of the night. Um, yeah. But obviously I woke up to the news that I'd missed probably one of the greatest games in history bar the ending yeah well more on that coming up later on my experience actually watching it live for a second it was a bit sad luckily i had space monkey to console me giles fire up the space monkey This song is now rapidly moving up. What do they call it these days? The hit parade, the, the top charts. forty. Yeah, the charts. Yeah, it's 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 out there. People are loving it. It is, it is charting. It is catching the world by storm, taking the world by storm. I'm sounding like one of those bad. Uh, never mind. Doesn't matter. We're not getting political, but we are talking American Poker Award nominations once again. They are out, and while we were busy moaning about whether or not this show should <laughs> or shouldn't be nominated, we kind of glossed over the nominations of a few of our own, including Jason Somerville, Kevin Martin, and Jamie Staples, all nominated for Poker Streamer of the Year. And Jamie Staples will be our guest on the show today. James has got some more details on the next Poker Stars TV home game, including the confirmed date. Aha, excellent. Good to know. I got my calendar out and at the ready. And since we are a little light on the poker this week, we're going poker heavy in Superfan versus Stapes. This week's it is Thomas Shevlin, and his subject of choice is the movie Rounders. James, what the hell is up with Rounders 2? Wasn't this movie been announced like four dozen times over the last 10 years? Yeah, I don't think it's ever really gone beyond early development stage. The good news is that Molly's Game comes out this year written and directed by Aaron Sorkin. So we have got a poker movie to look forward to in 2017. But I think um, Brian Copelman is still kind of toying around with ideas of what's going to happen in Rounders 2. I don't even think there's a finished screenplay yet. And my guess is he's probably really busy having a hit TV show on Showtime. I imagine that is probably a factor. Uh, my see, parents my parents gave me Molly's Game of the Book for Christmas a couple of years ago. I haven't read it yet. Should I read it or just wait for the Sorkin movie? That would be very Joe Stapleton, wouldn't it, to ignore the book and go straight to the movie? I don't like readies. That's normally well, your... Uh... I definitely have a hard time with books these days, with the turning of the pages and the words and the eyes and the <laughs> sleepiness. But Aaron Sorkin, though, it's like one of those things, the reason why I didn't read the Game of Thrones books once I realized the Game of Thrones was because I was like, this show's just so good. 
I don't want to ruin it. And Aaron Sorkin's so good most of the time yeah. that I feel like that watching at this point, like a movie is to me as good, can be as good a piece of art as a book can be. I think it's probably still worth uh, reading the book. I imagine the movie is going to be very different. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that coming out later this year for sure. Uh, so as I said, I did not watch the Super Bowl because of the time difference. I haven't even had a chance. I recorded it, but haven't had a chance to watch any of it. Um, I know it's a bit weird to always watch a sports game when you know the result. And normally with NFL games, it's awesome because like the game is on in the middle of the night. I can get up the next day. And because it doesn't get much media coverage in the UK, I can watch it that evening not knowing the result. You can't really do that with the Super Bowl. Let's be honest, it is the biggest sporting event on the planet. And it was like a headline story, even in this country the next day, particularly because of what happened. Yeah, so to me, James, uh, not to reference Game of Thrones a second time in just a couple of minutes, but it was like one of those boring Game of Thrones episodes that all of a sudden just a bunch of horrible things happen right at the end. And you're like, no, <laughs> no, 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 wait, no, this was boring. No, this wasn't. What is happening? Everything's fucking falling apart. Um, so the game, James, and uh, watching the game in America and also uh, for a while I wasn't checking social media until I saw how fucking entertaining it was reading along Twitter at the same time. Well, I think we need to make clear to people who don't follow American sports and may have missed the news here. The Atlanta Falcons, who were not the favorites going into this game, worked up a 25-point lead over the New England Patriots. No team has ever come back from a deficit that big in a Super Bowl. And by the third quarter of this game, it looked like it was all over. So much so, I don't know whether you saw this on social media, Joe, the first edition of the Boston Globe went to print talking about the tears of New England and the tears of the Patriots and want a really bad end to the season. And of course, if you have one of those early editions of the Boston Globe, that's going to be a collector's item because, of course... That comeback happened. The game went into overtime and the Patriots won. Yeah, it was just, uh, you know, it was a combination of a couple of really poor decisions by Atlanta and the fact that Tom Brady and the Patriots are are gods. I mean, they're just and I do not like them. I do not root for them, but they're no undeniably does. they're undeniably Tom Brady is just a fucking god. Like he is yeah. unreal. I mean, five Super Bowl rings now. I think it's. He's probably going to go down as the goat when it comes to quarterbacks. And it's also worth mentioning that at the start of this season, he was suspended for four games for allegations of cheating. Remember the deflate gate scandal? And he ends the season as MVP, most valuable player of the Super Bowl. Um, This whole thing played out on social media, James. I don't know if you saw any of this, but as a big metaphor for like the American election, where like, Atlanta was supposed to be like the, both the underdogs and like the liberal team and like this, you know, this team from like a black city in America. And obviously like Boston is like mostly white people. And there's a guy in Saturday Night Live that made a joke about like the blackest city in America versus the most racist city he's ever been to. And <laughs> so it was like this whole like, you know, rich white guys versus the 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 young rich old white guys versus the young Atlanta had a very young team as well. Yeah, well, so, also Tom Brady didn't exactly help himself by wearing a Make America Great Again baseball cap during the election period. Right. His close relationship with Donald Trump has been well documented. Right. And so for a lot of us in social media there was this whole like other side of it that really was sort of fabricated, but we were all latching onto and the way that it all went down were like you know, the evil empire wins at the last second, uh, just sort of was ringing true in social media. And 
uh, it made it a very interesting aspect to the game. Now, as you know, James, I don't know if the audience knows or not, I have a couple of friends that are humongous Patriots fans um, from Boston. We went to college in Boston together. And at the beginning of the game, my friend had this idea and he was like, I'm just going to text like before, like before kickoff, he's like, I'm just going to text Grasso and say, uh, Brady looks a little shaky today. And then I'm, and I was like, Oh, I'm going to do the same thing. I'll be like, Oh, Brady doesn't seem to be at his best. And what we were doing is on every commercial break, we were adding in one more person at the party we were at to text my friend that like (laughs) just whatever they could think of, um, that, that uh, Brady wasn't looking very good. And it started getting like really funny and really insulting toward Brady. And then all of a sudden, the Falcons are up like 28 to nothing. And I'm like, guys, like, let's just stop. Like, th- it's not really that that funny anymore because Brady actually is getting his ass kicked. And so then we all stopped. And then by the time we like before, like we, it was like we took one second to stop. And then all of a sudden the Patriots won. And I was like, oh, my God, this has backfired so hard. Like, not only did it backfire, but we also like didn't even play it through to the end. Like our plan was to do it the whole game, regardless of what the score was. No one was expecting Atlanta to go up twenty-eight, like almost go up twenty-five points. So, um, just a huge fail on every level. Like just so annoying. And I thought, I don't know, James, since you haven't watched it yet, um, the, I thought the commercials, which is one of the main reasons I watch it, were super lame. Well, I don't get to um, see those commercials, of course, because in the UK, they replace the commercial breaks with studio inserts with the uh, UK TV presenters. Um, so I, I, w- I won't get to see them. I saw some of the movie trailers because, of course, the next day, uh, IMDb runs all of the Super Bowl spots yeah. for all the movies. So I got to see like the teaser for Stranger Things, the teaser for the Fast and Furious movie, and the bloody pirates of the caribbean which is still going <laughs> after all these years um but no i'm and uh, one thing i do want to see more than anything else is the halftime show which obviously is always uh, a great little mini concert in the middle of a sporting event i imagine the fact that i haven't heard anything i take it lady gaga was on her best behavior and didn't do anything outrageous no she didn't do anything outrageous i thought it was a good performance i will say that it kind of lacked like the spoiler alert like there's no cameos in it like it's just lady gaga they don't do the thing where they bring out five different bands and like why try to wow people that doesn't bother me i like i prefer that it's like she's the headline artist let, let her perform i thought that lady gaga was well behaved her songs are um somewhat uh politically charged to a certain extent anyway um and so you know she just sang her songs but i, I thought it was awesome and i thought um the physical performance she goes through is actually quite impressive as well. Um, all the commercials were really serious. Like there was one for um, for Audi where it was all about uh, equality for between the genders. About uh, this one I read about. Yes, and at the end of it, it says like Audi committed to equality. And my friend Greg's very smart. And he goes, he's like, what does that mean? Committed? Does that mean like? By 2045, they're going to be equal. Like, he's like, what does that actually mean? And then lo and behold, like five minutes later, somebody on Twitter pulls up the fact that like every single person on the board of Audi is a man. Like they don't have like even a female above a certain level uh, on there. And it's just it seems very disingenuous and like very like like just preying upon like public, you know, public image. Yeah. Uh, apart from watching sporting events, which you rarely do, I guess you can make an exception for the Super Bowl because it's more than just uh, a football game. What else have you been up to in the last week? 
Um, I did all I did really this week. I've been doing a lot of gym stuff. Uh, obviously some dating. Uh, I did, I've done a bunch of stand up, but I did uh, apply and was approved for a seat at the American Poker Awards. Um, and I was thinking, James, now hang on, I, hang on, hang on. You're a nominee. Why did you apply for a seat? And don't you just was, get invited? Yeah, I don't know. I was afraid that if I like, I thought it would be rude if I like. I I don't really want to go. Um, but I thought obviously it'd be rude for me to go, especially because I live in L.A. Um, and so just in case, like, I wasn't going to be like invited or have my name on the list, I just applied. Um, now, James, the other poker show I work on. They have made the mistake of including me on the emails where they ask for like the network notes based on. Oh, no. Yeah. And so what I was thinking of doing, I don't know how much trouble I'm going to get in, would be to I want to do a like for your consideration tweet and include the last network notes email that we got. (laughs) Now, I've blacked out the guy's name and I've blacked out the number at CBS sports network, but I've left the, the body of the email intact and, you know, just the sort of letterhead that shows where it's come from. And this email says, <clears throat> hi, we ask that you remove the joke at nine, nine minutes, 40 seconds regarding JC Tran and the North Carolina transsexual bathroom law. Otherwise no issues this week. Thanks. And on the show, all I did was like, guys, I think it's I think it's really messed up that J.C. Tran can't use whatever bathroom he wants in North Carolina. And believe it or not, like this season is the first time that they've included me in these emails. That's the first network note they've gotten all season. (laughs) But do you think if I took a screenshot of this that I'll get in trouble if I've blacked out everything that that could like lead to who said it? I'm going to ask you your own question joe is yeah. the juice worth the squeeze i think so i don't like who cares i mean i don't really if i get fired for a post uh whatever i'll ask permission this is one of the few cases i think i'll you write should. to my boss on another show and ask permission before i do it but um so yeah i'm planning on releasing some for your consideration tweets uh, over some of my finer moments uh, to maybe get myself the award this year. Well, let's allow someone else to do some campaigning now for the American Poker Awards. As we mentioned last week, as we mentioned at the top of the show, there is a Twitch Streamer of the Year category. Uh, three members of Team Poker Stars on that nominations list, along with Tonka. Those players being Jason Somerville, Kevin Martin, and Jamie Staples. And I'm very pleased to say, making his second ever appearance on this podcast, Jamie Staples is on the line right now. Guys, thanks so much for having me. It's an honor to be back. Uh, How are you guys doing? I am doing really well. I'm excited to have you on, Jamie Staples. The dream, Dottie. I got to tell you, I love love the phrase. I love that catchphrase. I love hearing it. I love it when people write it to you in the chat. I think think it's really, I think it should be on t-shirts. Do you have a t-shirt with it yet? No, uh, we're working on that. I, I don't know where it came from, Joe. It, it just came out of the blue, um, really. But it's it's stuck now, so I got it. Well, it's going to play a major role later on in this interview. For Uh-oh. now, I just want to know, where where were you for Super Bowl and why? Uh, I'm in Vienna right now, actually. My brother, Matt Staples, and I just recently moved uh, from Montreal. So I was watching the Super Bowl in German. Um, in my new living room. It was an interesting experience, but what a game. Yeah. What were German commercials like? 
they're very interesting. I don't, like I, I don't understand the language at all. So it's kind of uh, I'd say they're more entertaining. Put it that way. I guess the question I should have asked first is why? Why? Why am I in Vienna? Yes. Um, why not? It kind of kind of sums it up. It seems like a good spot. People say good things about it. So uh, we figured, why not try it out? What happened to Montreal, though? We were there for for a solid four months, but the world is big. <laughs> so you know, there's so many places. And obviously, you want to explore that world. And we mentioned that you've been on the show before. That was when we did our Envision podcast in Prague. Uh, a few months later, we saw you again in Dublin. Uh, the thing that both those times had in common, Jamie, is you were forced to play a game. I believe in Prague, you were answering questions about Christmas. And in Dublin, you played Matt Broughton's game, Ireland or Liarland. I think it's fair to say that that was not your finest hour. I've really struggled with these games. They make me nervous. Like, I'm on the spot. I don't know what to do. Um but I guess I'll give it a go today. <laughs> but the thing is that I guess Jamie, though, so I, I'm really curious, though, and you moving from place to place. Is this in an effort just to see the world and to better uh, like, you know, to to make it so that if you had to play Vienna or Schmienna, that now you'll be able to to get a couple of questions. Right. Uh, I, I just think that one of the great things about playing poker is is the freedom that comes along with it. Um, and, and I don't really have any ties to one specific place. I can talk to my family on the internet. Uh, you know, I don't have a girlfriend, I don't have a dog. So why not play poker in different spots around the world and and try and understand how different groups of people think about the world differently and live differently? Uh, I I don't know. I just think that's going to be something really rewarding in, in the long run. So. If that's genuinely your reason for doing it, I commend you. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. So congrats. And also, I imagine we're going to be seeing you on the live circuit a bit more as well, because I think it's fair to say that you have got a pretty decent record in the 5K events that you've played so far. It's been really good. I mean, I've only played four or something like that uh, and the World Series of Poker made event. So that's my extent of playing like the higher stakes stuff. Yeah. But uh, cashed in Dublin for about eleven five, and and just here in the Bahamas for nineteen thousand, and and winning the sit and go. So uh, I'm really happy. I got something going here, guys. I think we got to keep it moving. Uh, speaking of the sit and go, I want to know: is the real reason you moved to Vienna with your brother because you want to see the world, or because the house kicked you out after you won the Twitch and go? <laughs> You know, it was very, it was very cordial, but I could tell that one hurt a little bit. You know, uh, <laughs> it stung for sure to lose that one, but uh, no, we're still friends, of course. So, uh, let's talk about the Twitch and go a little bit from the Bahamas. Uh, that was a really fun day for us, getting to do commentary on you and Bill Perkins and Jeff Gross and Kevin, of course. And uh, did I get everybody? Uh, Nenonoko and Chris Moneymaker. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's a really fun day for us. Uh, was it as fun for you? I know that you won, so that probably helped. But up until that point, right. So I, I did bust the main earlier in the day. Uh, thankfully, it was sort of just a normal spot where I couldn't couldn't do much. So uh, I wasn't too beat up about it. But uh, there was a lot of people rooting for me. So it, you know, it could have gone better. But then we sat down for the sit and go, and I sort of had to pinch myself as to what we were doing. You know, is is my best friend and Kevin Martin. Uh, and myself sitting at this TV table and, and we were surrounded by a ton of poker legends, you know, so uh, it was really just fun to play with those guys and, and to take it down on top was pretty sweet. I'm going to steal Joe Stapleton's line, a ton of poker legends and Chris Moneymaker. 
<laughs> I mean, Joe said it was uh, it was fun to watch. I mean, we actually had a very easy gig, Jamie. We knew that once we got you guys on the stage that you were going to be doing all the talking, which meant that there wasn't any room for us to speak. Uh, to be fair to Chris, he kind of was, was leading things for a while, but, uh, but Bill Perkins was making sure that uh, he could share the limelight as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Chris Moneymaker probably has the most experience at the table with being on, on TV and TV tables and stuff. So uh, I've noticed that when those big name, uh, you know, team pros of poker stars get on the table, they they sort of are very comfortable in that environment. So with Bill Perkins there, I mean, he's not going to let it slide for, for too long. You know, he's going to get a word in. Jamie, uh, speaking of Bill Perkins, you guys had a chance, I think, while you were on that broadcast to talk a little bit about some sort of stream that's going to happen on a boat coming up. Yeah, we we got we have big things uh, coming up in March. So uh, we talked about doing another Streamhouse marathon. We did one in Montreal. We streamed for seven days straight around the clock, and it was awesome. People people like watching the show. So Jeff Gross pitched this idea to his friend Bill Perkins, and Bill was interested in in being a part of it. He started streaming on his own Twitch channel, um, and and he pitched the idea of doing it on a boat. So we are going to be doing Streamboat 2017 uh, at the end of March after, after PokerStars uh, Championship Panama. So. Love it. Ah, oh, so you're going to be in Panama. That was going to be one of my next questions. Yeah, I'm going to be there uh, for towards the end of it. I'm going to be flying from Rosvedov, actually. So I'm, I'm hitting both series. Wow. So you're really taking in the globe this year. <laughs> if we're going to do it, let's do it right. <laughs> you guys, if we could stop shilling for the company for one second and promoting all the events, I want to know how can I get on this boat? I will swab the deck. I will cook meals. I will bring a lifetime supply of chicken patties for Jason Somerville if he ends up being there. Whatever I have to do to get on this boat to be a part of this, I'm in. I just come up with the most ridiculous thing. I will I'll fucking put sunscreen on all your backs. <laughs> You can be the sunscreen guy. That sounds all right, be, actually. I will I'll be the cabana the boy. Yeah, I will do anything <laughs> I have to. I will I will be willing to just walk through your streams in a funny costume, like in the background every once in a while if stuff's boring. There, there might be a spot for that, Joe. But it, it's funny you say that because we are doing a giveaway for someone from our stream. Um, we're still working out some of the logistics, but someone that watches our stream is going to be able to qualify through a qualifier tournament to come down um to the stream boat and and hang out with the crew for the week so uh you could win that way joe that's fantastic he just gave me the same bullshit line that i give people when they want to come on one of my shows i'm like <laughs> well if you make if you make a final table i guess i'll have no choice but to have you on the show unbelievable staples blowing off stapleton hey here's he a question, handled Jamie. that like a pro for sure he, he really did he's really getting used to people just asking him for shit that he has to say no to you've got a future in politics my friend um where are you going to find cords if you're on a boat? I know you had some trouble in Vienna. Uh, yeah, so, so we there's so much power over here. The power is doubled in the wall. Did you guys know this? Yes. I did not. This is, this is news to me. It's so double, in North America, you're running at 110. Europe's running at 220. You need to use what's known as a step down. Yeah, we, we learned this the hard way. Matt shorted out the house, and, uh, and then we, <laughs> we went to the store after that. So... Um, you know, Bill's got it covered. Bill has, I think, three assistants or something like that. So he kind of just is able to come up with these ideas and figure out how to make them happen. So he's been streaming on the boat himself, and uh, he he tells us we're going to be ready to go for for the crew when we get down there. 
Do you guys, uh, you guys need anything? I'm taking a helicopter into Radio Shack. So if anybody needs uh, AAA batteries or uh, or an RF receiver, I'm just gonna head. I'm just gonna helicopter into Radio Shack real quick. <laughs> I'll make a grocery list for you, Joe. <laughs> uh, Jamie, let's move on to uh, the American Poker Awards. Now you were at that Twitch and Go with several of the people. First of all, congratulations yes. on your nomination Congrats. for the American Poker Award. Thank you. Now, I know you have to be humble and say how great everyone is, but if you can't vote for yourself, who do you think should actually win? Well, I think even even including myself, um, I think they chose the right four, um, and that's not being politically correct. I think you should be included in there. But uh, the four people that they have selected to me, I think, made the biggest impact on the platform. So that's Jason, year. you, Kevin, and Tonka. And Tonka, yeah. Tonka, right, okay. So it's, you know, it really depends what people judge this this on. And it's going to be different for different people. And I've seen lots of debate about who deserves to win and, and why. Uh, to me, the person that I think really deserves this award is is Tonka, um, my good friend Parker Talbot. He started streaming in 2017 and has grown to be you know the second biggest stream and and putting up numbers that are are similar to jason all within a calendar year so jason somerville is is still the man uh kevin martin one of my longtime friends streams in the house but i i really gotta you know tip my hat to tonka p i think he's the man that has really done great things this year so i i hope he wins do you okay, okay so in from that perspective do you you hope he wins and that's a well thought out reason to answer do you what part of you wants to win like regardless of whether or not you think you're most deserving like it's got to be you got to want to win a little right uh it it would be an honor to win you know and I I'd, I'd accept it and and I would thank my community for sure uh I would say like I I think I just know in my heart that uh, I'm not sure if if I would know that I, I feel like Tonka deserves that award this year, you know. So um, to me, it, it's going to him either way in my heart. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. You know, because I'm not going to lie. I wanted to win last year. I thought I was going to win. I wrote a speech. And the first thing I did when Kara Scott went up there was I tore it up and swallowed it. So no one would ever see it. So no one would ever know. <laughs> <laughs> that I had gone so far even to write a speech. Are you going to the American Poker Awards, and will you be prepared with a speech? Uh, I'm not going to be able to make it. It's uh, it's a pretty far flight, and there's a lot of travel coming up for the poker tournament. So I, I got to make sure. You're nominated. Alex Dreyfus should fucking pay for your ticket for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that one. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. So it it sucks to to not go, but. If they'll let me, I haven't talked to them. Maybe I'll I'll prepare a video in the case that I do win as an acceptance speech, but I won't be able or, to make it. Or, or how about this? What if you let me go accept the award on your behalf and make a little speech? Oh Stapleton Staples, God. not that oh, far okay. off. Huh? What do you he, think? Huh? I'm sorry, the desperation here, the desperation. I'm I'm starting to pity you. You're literally begging to get on this boat. You're now looking to pick up someone else's award so you can actually hold one yourself. Look, I'm just going to read my speech from last year. I'm going to regurgitate it <laughs> literally and figuratively and give the same speech. All right, Jamie, I mentioned to you earlier in the broadcast how much I love the Dream Dottie. And you're saying that you don't even really know where that came from? Things just sort of happen in the broadcast. I'm sure you guys know where, where you just say something and it works and the audience is into it. So uh, Dottie Pepper is, is actually a golf announcer. And 
as a kid, I wanted to be a golfer. So me and my friends would refer to golf announcers on the golf course as if we were like playing <laughs> on TV, right? Like, oh, we got a, an 11 foot putt just outside left, Dottie. What do you think? Um, so that that's sort of where I carried over. But I mean, that was 10 years ago. I don't know why I'm still saying it today. It just it happened. No, that's awesome. And the thing is, I'm I love that catchphrase. And I actually assumed that it was from Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which actually leads me into our game to close things out here. It's called The Dream Dotty. And this is a trivia quiz. Now it's multiple choice about various dreams of people named Dotty. Just very quickly, when you said, you know, when you just say random stuff on the stream and sometimes it works, I'm completely au fait with the concept of saying random stuff. I have never yet tapped into that and it works part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so good luck on that. Good good work on that, I should say, Jamie Stables. All right, here we go. The Dream Dottie. Question number one. In the movie Pee-wee's Big Adventure... What was Dottie's dream? Was it A, to go to Paris, B, to make it big in Hollywood, C, to find the love of her life, or D, to walk on the moon? You know, I haven't seen it, but like Hollywood likes to talk about itself, right? So I guess I guess I'm going to go B. Jamie, your logic is absolutely very well reasoned. Unfortunately, it was A, to go to Paris. Uh, all right, over one. I always thought that you were quoting that speech from uh, Pee. You don't want to get you don't want to get mixed up with a guy like me, Daddy. I'm dangerous. By the way, Pee's Big Adventure, well worth seeing. Question number two. It isn't. <laughs> Wait, what? Pee's Big Adventure is a classic. Literally, everyone through the glass is shaking their head as well. It. Oh, you guys are you guys are idiots. <laughs> when you've worked your way through the Criterion Collection, Joe, then we can discuss Pee Wee Herman. Okay, fine. Question number two. There's probably a criterion for P's Big Adventure. Question number two. This entire alternate world was Dottie's dream. And you were there? And you were there? Was it A, Oz, B, Tron, C, Narnia, or D, Middle Earth? Uh, wow. Okay, so I'm going to rule out the last two. What was the second one again? Tron. I think it's Oz or Tron. I'm going to go Oz. That sounds right. Oz is correct. If you only had a brain, Jamie showed up with both his brain and his heart today. <laughs> Jamie is one for two. Question number three. Dottie Hamilton's dream was to win a gold medal in this Olympic event, of which she's won two. Was it A, figure skating, B, the luge, C, gymnastics, or D, diving? I mean, it's got to be gymnastics, right? Like, that's where the stories come. It's got to be C. Unfortunately, is incorrect. We are looking for A, figure skating. Jamie, you've just been iced. You are one for three. Two more questions. We have three more questions, actually. Okay, six questions total. Question number four. The dream of Dorothy, Dorothy, a.k.a. Dottie Chandler was to build a venue in Los Angeles for large performances of A, opera, B, basketball, C, improvisational comedy, or D, Japanese kabuki. <laughs> um, opera. We're going to go A. A, opera is correct. Jamie Staples oh. back on the board. Well All done. Right. Question Didn't think five. that one was basketball. Basketball seemed a little out there. 
Dorothy Chandler, not a gigantic. Dottie Chandler, not a huge basketball fan. That was a slam dunk. Question number five. Dottie Parker included the line, I bask in dreams of suicide in her famous A, poem, B, screenplay, C, country music single, or D, stand-up comedy routine? A. A poem is correct. James, what's yes. the score? The score, I believe, is three and two. You have a winning record. Worst case scenario, Jamie, you finish this game 50-50. I'm, I'm a winner. I mean, breaking the dream, is not too Dottie. bad either. The dream. <laughs> Question number six. That's what I get for making even numbers of questions. Question number six. Which two-dimensional yellow character would definitely have Dottie dreams? Is it A, Pac-Man, B, Qbert, C, Homer Simpson, D, Bart Simpson? Pac-Man. Pac-Man is correct. Jamie Staples, finally a winner in one of our games. Four for six. Well done, Jamie Staples. Thanks a lot, buddy. Good luck in the American Poker Awards, and thanks for coming on the show. I actually just have some breaking news from where discussions are taking place on the judging panel of the American Poker Awards, and apparently Jamie had actually moved ahead in the voting, but then word leaked out that Jamie actually cut his stream short by 60 minutes today to do a podcast guest spot instead, and I think that may have lost you the award, Jamie. (laughs) <laughs> between between that and the fact that he's now European and he's not American anymore. I'm sorry, Jamie, but you live in Europe. You're no longer eligible. Losing so many points, guys. I don't know what I'm going to do. But seriously, <laughs> Jamie, thank you so much. I feel um, honored and also a little bit guilty to cut you off in your prime. But I guess you'll be back on air very soon. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm going to win one of these events this year and then we'll, we'll do a follow-up, guys. Nice. Uh, Jamie, thank you very much for coming on the show. Always good to catch up. All right. Awesome, guys. Talk to you later. In the ears. Hey, Jamie Staples, finally proving that if I dumb something down enough, <laughs> he can finally get it. I'm just kidding. Uh, crucially, this was a Joe Stapleton quiz and not a Matt Broughton quiz. Yes, absolutely. Well, I did. You know, I made a multiple choice, and also I don't know if you noticed, but I made the the answer A every single time. I didn't <laughs> notice that. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted the first word he heard to be the right answer every time, just so we wouldn't embarrass the kid again on the air. Oh, bless you. Um, I guess there's a couple of things we should talk about which also fall under the news genre, in which case... Sing it! What's going on in poker today? Now it is time for Poker in the Ears News. And I apologize because I should have mentioned this on last week's show, but forgot. Spin and go qualifiers for PokerStars Championship Panama are running, people. $20 spin and goes, which could see you win an $8,200 package to the next leg of the PokerStars Championship. So that's your buy-in for the main event, plus travel and accommodation and expenses. And there's no end date on this. So they're running now, and I figure they'll just keep it running and see how many qualifiers we get. The $8,200 package, that sounds like uh, John Wayne Bobbitt's replacement penis. <laughs> God's sake. Uh, probability, for those of you who are interested in that kind of thing, uh, it'll roll around 150 times in every 100,000 spins, which I think is more frequent than the Bahamas packages because it's a $20 buy-in rather than a 
$10 buy-in and also the package is worth slightly less than the Bahamas package. So 150 times every 100,000 spins, there will be uh, a PokerStars Championship Panama package up for grabs in a spin and go. So um, fire it up. Give yourself a chance of winning. That sounds like a lot of packages are going to be given away. That I mean, what's 150 out of 100,000 would drop the zero off the 50 is 15 out of 10,000, right? Yep. And then we drop the we go 1.5 out in of every, every thousand. thousand. That's that's I mean, there's thousands of spins happening every hour on Poker Stars. So like thousands this every be, minute. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hopefully that'll bring lots of extra qualifiers um, to Panama which is in mid-March. And a quick reminder, that'll be our next live stream, five days of coverage from the main event from Panama City. But what if I want to play poker and I can't go all the way to Panama, James? That is a very good question, Joe. If you are a PokerStars TV viewer and you can't make it to the PokerStars Championship, the good news is we have set a date for the next PokerStars TV home game. You might remember, this is something we did last year. I think it was around the same time. It was spring. It was March. Matt Broughton and I got together and we played some real money games one evening. We streamed on Twitch. It was a lot of fun. And I don't know why it's taken us a year to get around to doing it again, but we are. So the Home Game Club is still up and running. If you joined it last year, you are still a member. I think there's about 600 members of that Home Game Club. And very soon you will see some games in the lobby that you'll be able to register for. If you are not already a member of that Home Game Club, the good news is that on next week's podcast, I will remind you of the club ID and the invitation code. But the date to write in your calendars, Thursday, the 2nd of March. At 7.30 p.m. GMT, which I believe is 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time, so we will be late morning for you, Joe, uh, we are going to be kicking off. I think we're going to have like a $1 warm-up game, like a quick turbo. Then we're going to have a $5 main event, and we're going to have some prizes, some PokerStar swag, which we'll give away as bounties and for other achievements over the course of the game. And we'll see where we go from there. The great thing about the Home Game Club is that we can just create tournaments. We can have a KO if we want it. We can have uh, another uh, a turbo rebuy. So we'll have lots of different games over the course of the evening. And we'll probably be on Twitch for like three or four hours. And hopefully have a bit of fun chatting to you guys as well as playing against you. So you're going to keep making up games for as long as y'all want to keep playing for? Yeah, I think so. We'll just see. That we, I think we found that last time there was a, a natural... It felt like the evening was coming to a close. I think it was clear that most of the people who were watching and were playing were in Europe. Once it got to around 11pm, which is midnight Central European time, people were kind of like, it's a school night, kind of, you know, going to say goodnight. And so it felt that we brought things to a close as the party was dying. So I think we'll just see how it goes this time around. Also... Matt and I didn't exactly perform particularly well in the main event. We didn't make a good run in any <laughs> tournament, so there was nothing left for us to stream. So um, what are we supposed to talk about now? Yeah, the fact that I've sprayed peanuts all over the keyboard of the computer. Uh, this is going to be, by the way, we're going to do this on Matt's Twitch channel. It's twitch.tv slash Matt underscore Broughton. Hopefully it'll be hosted on the PokerStars Twitch channel as well. Crucially, I have checked in with Matt because we are going to be streaming from his house and he does have the technical capability to Skype you in, Joe. So if you are able to join us for just a little bit, just to say hello uh, and, and watch some of the action, we'd love to have you on. 
Uh, I would love to be there. I think I foolishly last year sort of floated the idea that like maybe I would take a trip down to Mexico so I could play along at least. Now, look, taking a trip to Mexico sounds super fun to me. Not super realistic, but uh, at least if I don't do that, I will most definitely be there to Skype with you guys. It's in my calendar right now. Excellent. So Thursday, the 2nd of March, uh, I have plenty of games for you guys to play. We'll be playing them as well. Prizes to give away. And on next week's podcast, we will give you the invitation code uh, and the club ID, just in case you don't already have it. So you can join that home game club and register for those games. Should point out, and this is another piece of news, uh, no real surprise for Joe. He knows this, but we haven't told everyone else yet. In a couple of weeks time, Matt's going to be back in the studio and that is going to be a regular thing. Matt will be here every single week as a member of the Poker in the Ears on air team. My work wife and my work abusive stepdad together forever. Yeah, most people say those are the best shows and we've been trying to find a way of making it work for some time. We finally found the solution and we said, Matt, join us from the beginning of February. Oh, I can't uh, because I'm having another eye replaced by the latest technology. So once the latest parts have been fitted to Matt's <laughs> exoskeleton, he can join us in the booth and we can uh, big up the Pokestars TV home game that's happening in a couple of weeks time. It's not even the hardware installation. It's the firmware. It takes forever to update. <laughs> For sure. Uh, okay, I think we should get around to this week's Superfan Quiz, if that's all right with you. Superfan versus Stakes. So time to introduce this week's competitor. We welcome to the podcast, Mr. Thomas M. Shevlin. Welcome. Thanks, James. Great to be on. What does the M stand for? It's my middle name. It's Michael. Oh, my God. I thought you were saying M stands for middle name. That would have been amazing. No. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off there for a second. What did you? What were you trying to ask us, Thomas? Thomas M. Shevlin? <laughs> no, I was just going to say um, it's quite strange that somebody has actually got my last name correct. Um. Some people find it very difficult to pronounce well, my last name. Well, hang on, hang on. It's it's spelled S-H-E-V-L-I-N. How else would you pronounce it? Well, I've had, let me see, Shovel. Cheveline. Yep, I've had that. I've had them um, shelving. <laughs> <laughs> shovel. <laughs> I've had I some ter oh, terrible ones, honestly. I am uh, inclined to want to call you Tom Shove It In because you're a poker fan. I'll, hey, I'll take that any day for you, Stapes. Tom, what's your... Uh, well, you seem like just this, uh, this sweet little Scottish lad. It's just... That my main thing is I, I watch you. Um, watch the two yous on the, the live stream every month or when you're at an event. So that's my thing. That's, that's do you, uh, do you play poker or you just watch? No, I, I play online, but it's it's. Um, I'm not too confident in my my skills at the minute, so I just it's free rolls and things that I play at the moment. Man, what a breath of fresh air, James! A guy who doesn't think he's that good at poker. <laughs> uh, now, Joe assumed a certain degree of informality. Are you a Thomas or a Tom? Either or. It's, okay. It's, it's not a problem. I'm a great believer in saving on syllables. So if you're okay with Tom, uh, we'll stick with Tom. Um, Joe, you normally like to ask people who their father is and what he is up to. 
Yes, uh, Tom, if I may. Tom, middle name, Shevlin. Uh, what is it that you do for a living uh, since playing free rolls is probably not paying the bills? Um, actually, unfortunately, I've got um, cerebral palsy, Joe. So that, I, unfortunately, at the moment, I can't work. So you uh, are sort of uh, playing professional free roll poker. Kind of, kind of. I would t- that's what I would tell people. I would go, look, man, I just I just win all the free rolls. <laughs> now, Tom, you are being uh, incredibly modest about your poker abilities, but you're clearly a poker fan because you have picked as your specialist subject one of, if not the best, poker movies ever made. I had to do it. I had to do it, to be honest. Are you surprised that we've been doing this show for as long as we have and no one has yet chosen rounders as their subject? <laughs> Not well. Yes and no. I mean, it's. I think a lot of people haven't chosen it because it, it's possible that it's it, it's too obvious. A sub, it's too much of an obvious subject to pick. That's what I was they thinking. Think, I was thinking. They, they, yeah, I was they thinking think maybe podcast. They think well, I'll pick rounders. I I agree with you because I I tend to discuss the movie rounders very little because I'm like, oh yes, rounders, of course, rounders, but. Uh, I think that the show's been going long enough that uh, that it's, it's high time we did a little rounders talk on the show. All I would say is if there's anyone out there who wants to answer questions about any other poker movie, be it The Cincinnati Kid, Casino Royale, uh, Maverick, I'll even accept Lucky You as a specialist subject on this show. I think that this might be a little unfair, though, because Tom's obviously got way more time for watching movies than I do. Well, Joe, you were given a heads up that Rounders was this week's special (laughs) subject, and you did intend to revisit the movie. I'm going to assume that even though you had nothing better to do, you actually didn't get around to watching it. Oh, yeah, no, nothing better to do. Definitely didn't watch it. Yes, exactly. Can I make a little bit of a confession? By all means. I watched it about (laughs) three times since last week when I, when I knew that I was coming on here. So I've watched it about three times. So I think Tom's dealing from the bottom of the deck here. I think there is a very good chance, Tom, that you win the prizes. Now, you are guaranteed, and everyone loves a chop pot hoodie. You know you get that for just coming on the show, but you're also playing for a satellite ticket. You like to play free rolls. We will happily free roll you into a satellite for the PokerStars Championship event in Panama, a ticket worth $27. Um, we're going to get the game underway, and as ever, we have 10 questions, some of which are multiple choice. How I'm going to run this is there are two points up for grabs with each question if you are able to answer it without multiple choice options. If you need those choices, the points on offer reduce to one. Tom, you're our guest. You're our super fan. I will let you pick first. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, or ten. Where do you want to go on the board? Number ten, James. Number ten it is. So remember... You can answer this for two points. If you need the multiple choice options, the score reduces to one. What are the names of the Russian mobsters who Worm was cheating? It is um, Roman and Maurice. For two points, Tom is on the board. Joe, question number 10 is gone. Well, I am always coming seven, even if Tom is not. Okay. Uh, Joe, other than Johnny Chan, which other professional poker player makes an appearance in Rounders? 
Now, I don't want Tom to think that I might let him win because he's not working right now, but I might let him win because I'm stupid and don't remember that much about this movie. Would you like the multiple choice options? I am going to skip the multiple choice options. Okay. And I'm going to say Phil Hellmuth Jr. Incorrect. The answer was Eric Seidel, who, of course... Oh, right, stupid. Oh, that was so dumb. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God, that's so dumb. Oh, how did I get that wrong? I'm really, that's maybe the dumbest I've felt in any, any fucking thing I've ever done on this show. Oh my <laughs> God, that was so dumb. Uh, and that is saying something. Uh, Tom, your second question. Um, number two. Number two. What are Mike's exact cards when he goes broke at KGB's? The... Now, not only do I need to know the cards, I need to know the suits. That's what I mean by exact. So if you want to take the options, you can. James, the other part's called rank. Rank and suit. It was the Ace Nine of Clubs. It was for two points. This man knows the movie, Joe. Uh, yeah. uh, Joe, your second question, please. Whoa, question two. That's what? Tom just selected. Okay, great. I'm really running hot. Uh, question one. <laughs> question one. In the opening game against Teddy KGB, how much does Matt Damon's character sit down with? Oh, God. I guess this multiple choice is really dumb to take here. Uh, well, it's not because it gives you three to one odds. $30,000. It was $30,000, a.k.a. three stacks of high society. Joe, you're on the board. Tom, you lead by four points to two. And it's your question. Three, four, five, six, eight, and nine, all still available. Number nine. Number nine. What was the name of the card club that Petra worked at? The card club is called... Chesterfield. It was the Chesterfield, and you now have six points. I believe you've answered all three of your questions, correct? Joe, where are you going? I would like to get into Famke Janssen's Chesterfield. Hey, what question do you oh. want your <laughs> Question. Whatever's the lowest unpicked question. Okay, that'll be number three. In the final showdown at KGB's, what are Mike's exact cards? The rank and suit. Both cards, please. Uh, he's got the six eight of diamonds. You don't even want to take the multiple choice options. He's going to throw it out there. Six eight of diamonds. Yep. It was the eight nine of spades. I was so close. Yeah, really close. James, can I just ask Joe? Of course. Yeah. What hand did Mike have? And that showdown. He flops it straight. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but there's no points for that. Sorry, Joe. Uh, Tom, it's your question. I'm just talking to my friend Tom over there, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to give Tom some prizes. Uh, questions four, five, six, and eight still available. Six. Number six. According to Worm, in the poker game of life, what... Women of the week. Women of... See, he's in there. In there, just like that. And you now have eight points. Joe... Which question, please? Fuck, I would have got that one so easy. Um, 
Question eight. Question number eight. What was the year of the World Series of Poker event that Mike was watching in his apartment on VHS video? That is a great question. There are multiple choice options available. Uh, I think the multiple choices will throw me off unless you have like a bunch of like 1965s in there. Um, I don't think the World Series of Poker was running in the 1960s. Exactly, that's what I mean. So oh, I see, yeah. I'll just, the, the, the choices will just confuse me. I know what year I want to say, but I think that that's too early. Now, the we already know. 19, the yes. movie came out in 1998. Yes. So now, do you remember who was playing in that World Series event? Yeah, it's Seidel and Johnny Chan. Yeah, okay. What year was that? Uh, I don't... I'm not to push you for an answer here. Or uh, you... 1988. Spot on! Whew. Four points for Joe Stapleton. Good work, sir. Uh, four or five. I guess five. I, need you to, I need you to yell at me more often. <laughs> See, you're, you're good under pressure. You thrive <laughs> in the live environment. That's uh, right. Tom, your final question, four or five? Go with four. What game are the trust fund babies playing at the mansion? They are playing, um... <sighs> if you want the options, you can have them. How many points am I on, James? Uh, you're on eight points. Joe's on four, and this is the last round. You don't need to be a mathematical genius to know that you can easily take the multiple choice options and not lose this game. Give me multiple choice. Okay, are they playing Texas Hold'em, Omaha, Chicago, or three card? Chicago. They are playing Chicago. Nine points for Tom. Joe, your final question. That question. was so much better time and point management than uh, the Atlanta Falcons managed oh. in the biggest game on the planet. Whew. That's um, things. The final. That's things. I wanted Atlanta to win. I know. They fucking blew it so hard. The entire world wanted Atlanta to win. After the game at the mansion, Joe, Mike asks Worm how he knew he was coming back. Worm says that's easy. Who's your favorite actor? According to Worm, who is Mike's favorite actor? The uh, clue being, he always comes back for a friend. John Wayne. No, it was Clint Eastwood. Yep. Uh, oh, I'm sorry I didn't give you the chance to steal Tom, but to be honest with you, I don't want you to embarrass Joe any further. It's already a whitewash. Nine <laughs> points to Tom, four points to Joe. Congratulations, Tom. You win that hoodie. You win that $27 ticket. You prove that you know the movie Rounders, or at least watched it three times in the last few days. Uh, thank you very much for coming on the show. It was absolutely fantastic. Pleasure to talk to you both. Thanks, Tom. And guess what? Your, your free roll bankroll just got a lot bigger. That's what I wanted. All right, guys, that is almost all of the time we've got for this week's show. Next week, stay tuned for more info on the home game, how to get yourself signed up. We will be telling you on the next episode. Also, the TV department and the little bit of lull we've had on our Channel 4 shows has been putting together these really cool top five recaps. We are going to recap those top fives next week. The last few that have come out, I think this week's was controversies, top five controversies. It is indeed. I have to say my mind is slightly blown by the postmodern nature of recapping a series of recaps. 
I, you know what? I said that by accident, but then I realized it was accurate. So well, they're countdowns rather than recaps. Sometimes sure. they're character based. Sometimes they're thematic, like this week. Uh, I can't remember what's on the slate for next week, but they're released every Wednesday on PokerStars TV. But yeah, there'll be a few to talk about next week. As we used to say on Huff and Staves, your list is on my list. We will be recapping those lists, uh, and we'll probably try to pull a guest from one of those hands. Hey, what do you say we try to get Yvonne Freitas? <laughs> well, I'd love to have him on the show, Joe, but you might remember he doesn't speak English. He had no speaking English. Also, I'm pretty sure he only gets uh, his access to a phone is probably limited from that jail cell. Anyway, um, I'm kidding. He's not. I don't think he's in jail. I don't know what the laws are for saying something like that. I, it's just a it's just a joke, everybody. Anyway, I'm going to end the show right there. That's all the time we got for this week's show. For James Harding, and I'm Joe Stapleton. Smell you later.